You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of What's Up Broadway. We are your listening hub for Broadway breaking news, industry interviews, and what's trending on theater socials. Also, a little bit of fan Q&A. I am back with my co-host, Martine Acuna. Did you have a great weekend, Martine? I did. I actually did. It was um, a lot of family things, but it was great. Uh, and I saw this new Jamie movie. I liked it. And yeah, that was it. I had a great weekend. That's awesome. But about you? I, I saw all the photos and videos from Curtain Up weekend, and I know you have all the gossip there. Uh, yeah, no gossip, really, but <laughs> I'm still recovering. <laughs> Curtain Up was fantastic, but it was like overwhelming. It was like the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broadway Podcast Network kicked off every day with Wake Up Broadway, which was so much fun. And each day we featured a different podcast. Of course, What's Up Broadway was a big part of it. But we also had the How to Be More Chill podcast, Broadway Gives Back podcast, and our newest podcast, Off Book, the Black Theater podcast, hosted by Drew Shade of Broadway Black. Curtain Up was fabulous. I mean, there was nothing bigger, nothing of such a like a, a theater festival that I've ever been a part of. And that was like... It was literally in the heart of Times Square. Everyone was there from the Mickey Mouses and the Elmos in the street to like your theater fans to people who were just like passing by and happened to stumble on curtain up. So it was so much fun. And Martine, if this ever happens again, I know that you're in Colombia, but you have to come to New York and join us. But it was such it was such a good time. And it's something that I will never forget for sure. And Let's next get time I will. I will oh, be good. there. <laughs> good, good, good. Let's get into some Broadway breaking news. TDF's TKTS ticket booth located in Times Square at Broadway and 47th Street reopened last Tuesday. TKTS sells same-day discount tickets to matinee and evening performances, as well as next-day tickets to matinee performances for Broadway and off-Broadway productions for up to 50% off. Tourists are back in the city, and I noticed that the lines were insane. During Curtain Up, I don't know if Curtain Up helped, but it was just like 
The lines were wrapped around the corner. This is a good sign. People are ready to sit back in theaters. Mm -hmm. People are ready to see shows. And I'm so happy about that. So maybe theaters will be more crowded next week. Really, really excited. We also received the official West Side Story trailer. And now I'm anticipating the film. West Side Story is not not one of my favorite musicals. But maybe this adaptation will change my mind. I know people were really upset about the lack of singing in the trailer, but I think the film creators are going for less is more and they want the actual film to be a surprise. And especially with Rachel Zelgler making her like musical film debut, that they really want this to be a surprise. And they don't want to give too much in the trailer. What do you think about this, Martine? I love this musical. It's one of my favorite musicals. My jaw dropped when you just said that it wasn't one of yours. And I'm really excited for this adaptation. And Rachel, if you ever listen to this, I love you. I'm your fan. I'm, I'm, I am really excited for you. I, it just, it's just big. It's a nice musical. And I'm excited. Last week, we also got news that Stephen Sondheim is working on a new musical. He announced on the Colbert Late Show that he has been working on this show with playwright named David Ives called Square One. Reports have stated that Broadway legends Nathan Lane and Bernadette Peters were involved in the reading, though it is unclear if the pair will be involved in the full production. Sondheim plans to stage the show next year. What are your thoughts about this, Ayana? Uh, what aren't my thoughts about this? First of all, I'm ready for new musicals, period. I'm all for a revival, hint, hint, Titanic. I want you to come back. But a new musical literally from Sondheim? Like, what? Will I ever be upset about that? No. And then, and then we get Nathan Lane and Bernadette Peters. <laughs> There's nothing better than that. Mm -hmm. I want it. I want it now. I don't even care what it's about. Um, hell yes. It's Sunheim. I mean. Period. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Only words I can say. In other news, we learned that Amy Adams will make her West End debut in a revival of The Glass Menagerie by Tennessee Williams. The Glass Menagerie is set to begin performances at the Duke of York Theatre in London on May 23, 2022. Tickets are on sale right now. And Ayana, you're Broadway's Gossip Girl. I think you have a hot <laughs> tip for us. I do have a hot tip. I know that there are a couple of Amy Adams fans, including like the ultimate Amy Adams fan is Casey Mink on Twitter. She's so great. She yeah. loves, like, loves Amy Adams down. Um, and she had tweeted that she would travel the world to see Amy Adams, um, especially in her theater debut. And it may be coming to New York. She may not have to travel. But this is also like, this would be <laughs> like the third production of The Glass Menagerie in the last, like, three or four years. I think it's a great play, but it's like, overproduced on Broadway. But I'm really happy that Amy Adams is making her West End debut. She's a great actress, long overdue for a number of awards, but maybe she'll be getting a Tony or Olivier very soon. We'll see. Also, an announcement roll call, Hadestown 6 
Hamilton and American Utopia have announced Broadway lotteries. So if you're feeling lucky, enter these lotteries and good luck. I have really good luck with lotteries, which is crazy. Do you have luck? No, I've never entered a lottery. I've wanted to, but since I'm not there constantly, it would be just like a waste of time. But you should try it because it's usually for the yeah, it's usually for the same day. So if you're already in New York and you have nothing to do that night, try your chances. I haven't won the Hamilton lottery. I don't know anyone personally who's won the Hamilton lottery. So I'm really like questioning how Hamilton picks their people. But I, I definitely have had great luck with lotteries. Broadwayforbrokepeople.com, I love that name, has been one of my favorite websites to find out about rush and lottery policies. So definitely check them out. In other news, BroadwayCon, the premier fan convention for all things Broadway, is turning the lights back on to energize and reignite musical theater fans worldwide. BroadwayCon 2022 will be held at the Manhattan Center and the New Yorker Hotel on Friday, February 18th through Sunday, February 20th. Tickets go on sale Wednesday. That's so early for something that comes out next year. But I'm really excited about BroadwayCon. Have you been to BroadwayCon, Marty? I haven't. I once planned, like in 2017 or 2018, I planned to go to the Broadway con, uh, but I didn't do it. But for this one, I am saving today for that. Good. So yeah, yeah, I'm planning to go. I'll be there. Good. I I love the people who like come in like full cosplay. Um, I wish I could come as like Eurydice from Hades Town, but I'm like not that brave. But shout out to all the brave people who come in full cosplay. I love it. Continue to do it. I know it will be cold in February, but still do it. Let's get into some show openings and casting announcements. Moulin Rouge West End will be welcoming Lisi LaFontaine, who played Dina in the recent West End revival of Dreamgirls. She will star as a Satine, a post-newcomer Jamie Boggio as Christian. The principal cast will also include two Olivier nominees, Clive Carter as Harold Zidler and Jason Pennycook as Toulouse-Lautrec. Also, Dervin Hansen recently announced the casting for the Broadway production, the tour production, and the Western production. Jordan Fisher, who was playing the title role in Dervin Hansen on Broadway when the COVID pandemic shutdown hit in March 2020, will return to the role when the musical reopens at the Music Box Theater on December 11th. Stephen Christopher Anthony will play Evan in the musical Storm production, which is set to launch on December 7th in Greensboro, North Carolina. And Sam Tuddy will return to fill the lead role in London, which will reopen on October 26. Lastly, as previously announced, Ms. Dubfire will open on Broadway this fall, with Tony Award nominee Rob McClure in the title role at the Stephen Sondheim Theatre. Joining him are Jen Gambatese as Miranda Hillard, Peter Bartlett as Mr. Jolly, Charity Angel Dawson as Wanda Selner, Mark Evans as Stuart Dunmire, Jay Harrison Gee as Andre Mayhem, Annalise Carpacci as Lydia Hillard, Jake Ryan Flynn as Christopher Hillard. 
Avery Sill as Natalie Hillard and Brad Oscar as Frank Hillard. Previews for this show will resume in October 21st, 2021 and advanced to the official opening night in December 5th, 2021. Ayana, now tell us what are the next shows to open on Broadway? Yeah, before I run that down, I just want to say that I saw a product, well, a musical performance of Mrs. Doubtfire during Curtain Up, and I was not excited about this show. I'm like really excited about shows that are adapted from film, mm-hmm. but the musical number gave me like this hard rock vibe, and it was sung by the three children that will be featured in the show. And I swear, I was just like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, I could not believe how good they were. They all sounded fantastic. And I'm really excited to see this show. So next coming up on Broadway, on September 21st, we have Come From Away, which we already got the pro shot, but this is really exciting that the show is coming back. On September 23rd, we have Chicken and Biscuits, which is written by my friend, Doug Lyons. Very excited about him and for his show. On September 24th, we have Moulin Rouge and Is This a Room? On September 25th, we have Lehman Trilogy. And September 28th, we have Aladdin. Any of these shows you're excited about, Martine? I wish I could see Chicken and Biscuits, honestly. I've, I, I, I check their website once a week to see if they released anything new. And it's just exciting to me to see this amazing cast and i know that you are excited for aladdin and their new cast since you saw them this weekend the musical number in 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 the stage of um curtain up and i'm excited for them too i'm totally gonna tell doug that you check the website every day (laughs) he will be very happy that you said that I'm really, really excited about Is This a Room, obviously, because I am on the production team, but also because it's based on fact. I love a true story. Um, It's based on Reality Winner, and I don't want to give too much away, but there are a lot of fall preview articles that came out um, that are already praising the shows because they previously ran at the Vineyard Theater. And so we'll link some of those articles in our show notes, but I cannot wait. I also can't wait for Aladdin, as you said. (laughs) The new cast, stunning. And I'm talking about stunning in every way. Stunning with the look, stunning with the chemistry on stage, the voices like butter, I don't remember the last time I saw Aladdin. I did see it on Broadway, but it was so long ago. And I'm really happy to like give my money to this to this show. After our break, we will go into theater socials and what is going on there. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, what's been raving right now <laughs> are the Tony Awards have canceled their after party and they canceled the official red carpet. There's only going to be a virtual red carpet. And I know that they're citing um, COVID-19 concerns, but it's like the Tonys now feel so different, right? Martine, what are your thoughts? It's going to be weird. I mean, ever since COVID hit, everything has been weird and we've had to adapt a lot. And I think other types of award ceremonies have successfully adapted. And we, we're just, we have so much uncertainty right now about things with new strains and new variants. I wish the Tonys didn't cancel the, the red carpet. It's part of an award show. And yeah, we're all looking for that. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I think like the nominees especially deserve so much better yeah. than what they're getting. I feel like this is almost like a like a half done Tony's like and they've waited so long for this. Like they deserve like the bells and whistles. Mm -hmm. And there have been so many like already like we've done the Passover opening night party. That was great. You know, you find an outdoor venue where you can, you know, the air is flowing. Um, you make sure that it's not overcrowded. And don't get me wrong. Like, I love the Tonys and I'm going to watch it. And I'm really excited for Adrian Warren in particular to like run off the stage with her Tony. Can't wait for that moment. It's just, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like, you know, we'll get to interview her before about her anticipation. Yeah. And is she ready? I, I'm sure like her answer would be like, yes, of course I'm ready. But it's like, you know, we don't get that moment or we can't give her that moment. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of feels like, I just hope next year's Tony's is like really over the top to make up for everything that has gone wrong. I wish next year's Tony's are out of this world. Not I wish, I expect, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, to be over the top. Also this weekend, the producers of Jagged Little Pill collectively released a statement on social media regarding the controversy surrounding the development of their character, Joe. On Friday, the show's lead producers posted a lengthy statement pledging production changes and apologizing for how its team publicly discussed and then featured one character's gender journey in the show. Most importantly, the team apologized for mishandling one character's gender identity, outlining several steps the production is taking to offer a clearer and more respectful representation of its gender non-conforming characters. I think this is the start of change. Personally, I love Jagged Little Pill. I've been a fan of Alanis Morissette's music for a long time. And when I saw the show, I, I truly loved it. Yes, as it happened to me with a lot of shows, there's always a thought that I have like in the back of my mind on how can they improve? And I think that acknowledging, accepting, and apologizing is the first step. We'll see how this or yeah, how well this goes, the change has started, and I'm happy about that. 
I feel two ways. I feel like it's not my place to accept this because this is not speaking directly to me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Um, another thing is I do like that they apologized while also holding themselves accountable. But again, this doesn't you know, represent me. So it's not my place to an ex- accept an apology that is not towards me. This is specifically to the trans and non-binary community who rightfully so felt offended, especially our own Christian Lewis co-host who wrote a lengthy article about how they were affected by this and how people who were cast in that role of Joe um, and then were left out in the Broadway run were affected by this. And it's rightfully so that they call it out and it's up to them whether they accept this or not. So hopefully on the next What's Up Broadway, we will have Christian talk a little bit more about if they accept their apology or what their thoughts are on this, but it's definitely not up to me. I do like that they held themselves accountable because you cannot apologize without holding yourself accountable. Yeah. Before we wrap, make sure to check out broadwaypodcastnetwork.com for new episodes, including Broad Wasted Podcast features a fun conversation with Brian Terrell Clark of Thoughts of a Colored Man. Thesis on Joan chats with Twee McCullum, the first woman of color sound designer. Musicals with Cheese talks with Grace Aki about her new one-person show to free a mockingbird. Built for the Stage podcast talks with Arielle Reed of Aladdin about her dance career and being a superhero mom. The Feinstein 54 Below podcast meets up with Drama Desk nominee Amy Spanger about the musical Chicago and her amazing career as Broadway's leading lady. And finally, the theater podcast with Alan Seals speaks with producer extraordinaire Jenny Steingart. Don't forget to check out BPN's latest podcast, Burnt, Broadway's first true crime podcast all about Rebecca the Musical, the show that set Broadway ablaze. Make sure to download our iOS app at bpn.fm slash app for early access to all these episodes and more. So with that, let's get into some fan Q&A. So over on social media, I asked for everyone's favorite opening number, and I thought it would be fun for us to answer. So (laughs) we're going to run down our top three, then give you one that we don't particularly like. Are you ready, Martine? I am, but you got to (laughs) start. That's not how this works. (laughs) Anyways, well, let's do it. So my number three, that's my drum roll, is We Dance from Once on This Island. I love their opening number. I mean, it sets the tone for Once on This Island. The choreography is great. The song is great. It gets you moving and upbeat and ready for the show. I mean, I love Once on This Island as a whole, but that opening number really sets the tone for that show. Um, It's not my number one, but it is my number three. I love it. Your turn. Okay. For my number three, 
Wait, we got to do a drum roll. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, I have one that it's a classic for me. I've loved this one. As an, as, a, as an opening number, it just introduces me to the whole mood of the show. And it is a chorus line. I hope I get it. I mean, it's like... I just love it. Party like for me, and it's like five, six, seven, eight. Do that again. This is this is Martin self tape. Everyone, step, kick, kick, lip, kick, touch again. I just love that. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one for sure. Okay, I'm not gonna sing, but my number two. Drum roll, please. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> of course, is Titanic the launching. I mean, let's be honest. An opening number that is three songs in one. Who does that? Who does that? It's literally three songs as a melody in one called the launching. I'm not going to sing it like Martine did, but literally one of the best opening numbers I'm actually going to listen to it after we finish recording. Okay, Martine, you're number two. Okay, I am a sucker for mashups. So. Drum roll. (laughs) For me, welcome to the Moulin Rouge. I just love that opening. It's because I love mashups. I mean, I I thoroughly dislike the movie. But when I listened to the cast recording of the Broadway production, it was like, this is amazing. Like, hey, sister, so sister. I just love it. And the whole storytelling and introduction of each character through this opening number, for me, it's mind-blowing. I just love it. Well, that's interesting because no one said that in our Twitter thread. That's a very interesting take. Okay. (laughs) I, I don't know if I agree with that one, but I'm glad that you love it. And it's your number two. And my number one, is the best opening number of all time. Ballad of Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Best opening number, Don't Come For Me. I said what I said. It's better that I know everyone in the thread, all of our fans were like, ragtime, ragtime, ragtime. And I was like, no, no, no. (laughs) I was like dodging it. Like, no, this is not it. It's Sweeney Todd. It's number one. Please don't come in my DMs. I will block you. No, I'm not going to block you. But I'm just like, Sweeney Todd is literally the best opening number. Look at Sondheim, like creating a masterpiece. I'm just so ready for his new musical. Let that opening number of the new musical be even better than Sweeney Todd. But like, number one, all-time favorite. What's yours? I am going to go with a classic of mine. It's a song that it still gives me goosebumps. It makes me cry a lot. And it's the Lion King circle of life. Like this whole idea of having gigantic animals passing by you to get to stage while Rafiki is singing that an antelope and whoever knows the theater, what part of the theater is. (laughs) An antelope. Yeah, (laughs) it is an antelope. (laughs) Start singing and it's just like, wow. I didn't love it. The Lion King is my favorite animated film from Disney and the Broadway show is just 
balm of love. <laughs> and yeah, it, it gives me goosebumps. I had it as my alarm clock 10 years ago, and it just loved waking up to Rafiki screaming at my ear. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I love opening numbers as alarm clocks. Like, that's, you just created something. I'm totally going to change my alarm clock to Ballad of Sweeney Todd. Could you imagine? No, that's kind of dark. No, that's kind of dark. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Okay. So Get something our, more nice. More nice. I, I mean, it can't even be Titanic. That's almost as dark. Anyways. All right. Here's one that we don't particularly like. No drum roll for this. Let's just get straight to the point. Welcome to the Renaissance, Something Rotten. The entire musical, I know that I'm going to get comments on this because there's like a huge Something Rotten fan club that's like out there. But that entire musical, opening number included, I was just like, this musical has the perfect name. Everything is Something Rotten. I I'm not going to use the H word. I strongly disliked the musical. How can you dislike that show? I mean, it has a lot of jokes in the opening number that I, every time I listen to it, I laugh out loud. Like, welcome to the Renaissance. I just love it. How couldn't you? No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, no, just no. Um, I do not like Something Rotten, and I am sorry to all the fans that absolutely love the show. It's not one of my faves. I hope it never gets a revival. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, I'm sorry for all the people who played in that show. I love you, but I don't particularly like this, this show. Anyways, what's your worst? Mine is the overture for Cats. It's so psychedelic, it gives me a headache. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I can see that. I mean, I like cats, but I can see that. Cat has some good songs, but the opening number is just so weird for me. And it's like, oh, it's like getting... (laughs) Wow, to the sounds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But listen... Look at Cats. Uh, uh, So many millennials have seen Cats as like their first Broadway show Mm -hmm. and have fell in love with theater because of Cats. So Cats, while your show may not have Martine's favorite opening number, you have changed lives for the musical theater community, including me. I will not forget 1998 sitting next to my grandfather in the Winter Garden Theater seeing cats and like being freaked out by these things that were like passing me, not knowing what was going on, but then leaving that theater and being immediately immersed into a world that I told my grandfather at 10, this is what I want to do. So look at cats changing lives. Something rotten will do that for no one. (laughs) Anyways. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of What's Up Broadway. You can learn more about What's Up Broadway at bpn.fm slash WUB and connect with us on Twitter at BWaypod Network. Send us a hot tip at bpn.fm slash hot tip. And please make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a rating and tune in next week for another episode of What's Up Broadway.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.